when they eat churches, they want to lay hand on somebody. Right. They want to speak in counterfeit tongues. Wow. They want to release demons. But how can you make America great again if you don't get on your face and repent? What's a just God supposed to do? If he does nothing, he is, in a sense, giving consent to the right. sin. When the government dictates what religion is, our morals will be stripped. Well, they're setting it up for you guys, the younger generation, to take the hit. They see a church that's on fire for God. Mm -hmm. That's the church that gets targeted. You're in a worship saying, praise Jesus. We are the army of God. We'll dare to discuss what most churches never will and strive always to speak the truth in love. We are watchmen, warriors, victors. Together, we will fight the good fight and finish strong. This is David Hebner Live. Everybody, David here with you. I am so excited to be here tonight. I don't get too excited about this, but I got to tell you, I got to tell you, my guest tonight, she was a stripper, all right? She stripped for men, took her clothes off for men. But now, now she's, she's stripping all the sin off of her, and she's bowing before the throne. She accepted Christ. Now she goes out and she actually carries the word of God to strippers. That's right, Satan. Put that in your pipe. Smoke it. All right. So I'm excited. I want you to stay with me because we're going to be hearing her story, how it began, her journey through it, and how she turned her life around. All right. Let's see what's happening. I hope you guys are doing well tonight. Like, let me get a sip of my uh, my caffeine here. This is uh, a little bit weak because it's at night. If I drink too much, then um, it uh, it might keep me up. But this is my uh, last evangelist mug. And that's the David Hebner TV Meg. There you go. Uh, but anyway, so good to be with you guys. Let's go to the news and see what's going on. Uh, Spencer, let's go to, um, let's pull up that article. What do we got going on here? Uh, Dr. Jill Biden refuses to subscribe competency test for husband Joe. Now, Dr. Jill is Joe Biden's well, better half you know, for the sake of identification. His many bizarre statements, fumbled words, and tripping while walking, she still refuses to have a competency test for her husband, Joe Biden. Now, wonder, now wonder why. What, why would she refuse to have, uh, to, to, for him to be tested? Could it be that maybe when they test him, they're going to find him incompetent? And then what would happen? Oh, now we'd have a vice president in. Maybe she's better off not having him test. I mean, you know, you think it's bad now. All right, let's go and see what's going on in the news here. LGBT activist mayor mentored by Pete Buttigieg arrested for child pornography. Uh-huh, LGBT activist mayor. Uh-huh. Activist for LGBT. He's a mayor. Let's find out what his story is. Wojin faces 40 counts of possession of child ex exploitative material and 16 counts of distribution of child exploitative material, according to the police department. Wojin was serving his second term as mayor until Wednesday evening. 
when he submitted his letter of resignation. Why? In which he said, stepping away to deal with my own mental health. No, you're a pervert. Excuse me. Yeah, that's right. You you want to you want to back up a uh, sexual perversion, and then when you get caught, you want to say it's a mental health problem. No, it's perversion. First of all, it's a sin. A liberal Democrat mayor said that same-sex marriage activist who has a long association with Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg has been charged with dozens of counts of child pornography. Police arrested Patrick Wo, I guess it's Wojen, the mayor of College Park, Maryland, on Thursday. And Maryland's got problems anyways, folks. I went up there. Maryland's turned into a portal. It's a demonic portal. I got to tell you, I shot a movie there, and it's just pure hell. I don't know what's been going on there. but. Um, where was I? 56 counts of possessing and distributing child porn. This mayor who supports LBG, L, 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 LGBTQ is now caught with 56 counts of possessing, distributing child porn. Folks, where is the main media in all this? Where is the mainstream media telling the truth? Sticking up for our kids. I guarantee if this was a Republican, it'd be all over the place. Not that I'm Republican, Democrat, no. I don't even want to be called a conservative liberal, no. I want to be called a child of God, thank you. You have children of God and you have children of hell. And that's kind of the way I live my life, all right? The National Center of Missing Exploited Children tipped off local police on February 17th about a user account named Skippy, an MD. On the social media app, K, what is it? K-L-K, K-I-K, what is that, Spencer? What app? I'm not going to promote that. Police say account, the account uploaded 15 videos of and one image of adult men taking part in sexual activity with, oh, with little boys. Folks, this is disgusting. Do you understand what's going on here? Do you understand how our children are being attacked and how the mainstream media, those dogs, are not talking about it? And yet, it takes little old you and I to get together on Monday night and to bring this stuff up. Just makes my blood boil. All right. And this is why we are in the condition we're in. All right. So if you want the latest news and you want to know what's going on, go to davidhevener.tv, sign up. If you do, you can go underground with us, folks. At 8 o'clock, we unplug. We go underground. It's a private show. It is on Roku and Amazon and, and Apple TV, but you go to davidhevener.tv. You get to ask the guest questions. You need to make comments. Just listen, okay? Plus, you get to support the ministry. Go to davidhevener.tv. We're going to play a clip. Actually, let's go, um, before we do that, let's go to David Hebner TV and let's, um, I want to, yeah, I want to, um, uh, I, I want to, okay, here's some of the channels that we have, okay, and um, uh, let's, let's go, okay, the first channel there, we've got uh, the Alien Demon Connection, Spotlight Channel, we're going to be playing a couple things off this, we got End of Cash right down the Spotlight Channel, uh antichrist will rise uh then we've got preview channel and then we've got uh the new release channel originals exclusive last evangelist it's the only place you can watch last evangelist folks uh the coming holocaust channel spiritual warfare training bible studies pastor mike spaulding's on there uh we have all, most all this stuff is exclusive content uh the uh, the uh 
combat the demonic. Folks, there's so many people fighting demons right now. And, and since Russ has gone on to be with the Lord, there's just a few of us around that deal with this stuff. And we need to get the word out. So please help support the ministry. Go and sign up, davidhevener.tv. And if you know somebody that has it, get them to sign up. It's really important. End of uh, the uh, Most Watched channel and podcast, End Times podcast channel. Uh, then we've got the Exposing Hollywood. We've got the Money channel, Health and More channel. Folks, you need to go check it out. Right now, we're going to go to a video that's on the Spotlight channel on davidhevener.tv. This is me and, me and Urban Baxter. Now, the Lord took Urban home several years ago because of that COVID, okay? Um, he's not with us anymore, but I wanna play a clip of this video that you can watch the full entirety on David Hevener TV, but I wanna play America's Last Days. Is it in Bible prophecy? I've had so many questions, people ask questions. David, where's America in all this? Where is it? Listen to this. We're going to play a clip of this. Go ahead, Spencer. In the midst of all this turmoil, which we know it's the end times, it's yes. what Jesus spoke about, yes. Matthew 24. Where are where is America during this time? Where do you how is America fitting in? How is it going to help this whole thing play out? Well, David, as you know, many people teach that America is not even in the prophecies of the Bible. However, I found America in the prophecy of the Bible, in my opinion, absolute proof. Wait a minute, hold it. You're telling me you have absolute proof that America is not going to blow up and go to Hades? In Daniel chapter 7, okay. there are four beasts in a vision that Daniel had. Okay. He saw a lion with eagle's wings, a bear, a leopard with four heads, and a ten-horned beast. Okay. It says in the chapter that these beasts symbolize nations. And if you study the context of the chapter, we can prove that these nations are modern nations, which will all be on the earth at the time of the second coming. Which means if we can prove they're here now, then we are in the era of the second coming. Wow. And America is part of, is one of those nations. That, yes, God, when he picks symbols to represent nations, yeah. he didn't pick symbols that would be unrecognizable. He, he uh, chose symbols that would have relevance at the time of the prophetic fulfillment. For example, I think most of our viewers will be able to relate to this right away because there's a major nation today whose animal symbol is the lion. Most people have been to London or have at least heard that the symbol of Great Britain is the lion. Right. Then the second beast was a bear. Most people have heard of the Russian bear. Right. right. Now here's where it really gets interesting. The lion was depicted as having eagle's wings. And the scripture says that the eagle's wings were going out of the lion. What's the symbol of the United States of America? Wow. Eagle. Yeah, it's the right on the back of the dollar eagle. bill. Wow. And the eagle's depicted coming out from Great Britain. What's our mother country? Okay. So America is going to play a major part in these end times. What part do you feel like it's going to play more specifically? Well, the Bible says there in Daniel 7 that the... Okay, let's... Um, <laughs> Spencer, I'm telling you, you got to watch this video. You guys, this is a three-part series, Urban Baxter. Where is America in the last days? What part is it going to play? You got to go and watch this. It's on the Spotlight channel, okay? Um, so go to davidhevener.tv, sign up right now. Also, lastevangelist.com. Let's go to the website there, lastevangelist.com. Spencer, we're getting ready to shoot episode two. Uh, 
and you guys can go and you can pray for us and you can get involved uh, with us. You can uh, be an actor, be a producer, um, and you can be your own fundraiser, okay? So we need your help. Go to lastevangelist.com and uh, uh, consider donating, but at least pray for us, folks, because this is how we're going to get uh, episode two out, which is about the vaccine, folks. We're going to be telling truths here, okay? All right. My guest, um, she was a stripper. What happens when a stripper meets Jesus? When a person that's so engulfed in sexual sin, the darkness, the, the dark side, I mean, their life is so dark that they can't see in front of them. And all of a sudden, they meet the light, which is Christ. But what happens? Did all of a sudden their life change, turns into a bed of roses? I think not. Can you say demonic warfare, demonic attacks? You see, we, when we accept Christ, a lot of people think life is hunky-dory, that the demons just, you know, they just evaporate. Now, folks, listen, we have the power, and demons should tremble. When we are around them, we have the power to cast them out. But most Christians are brain dead. They don't understand that we have that power. And even if they understand it, a lot of people don't know how to use it. So when people accept Christ, that's when the demons start working on them because no one tells them about demonic warfare. My guest tonight, who is a stripper, and we're going to find out her story. She came from religion but didn't understand demonic warfare. Cora, you're there with me, Cora. Yes, I am. Hi. It's good to have you. Uh, so, Corey, you were a, a stripper. Um, uh, from how many years were you? You were stripping in nightclubs, right? Uh, yeah, for about 15 years, maybe 16 years. It was a long time. Okay. And uh, 16 years. Okay. And so during this time, you were a Christian, but you were a backslidden Christian, right? Yes. Okay. All right. You were raised in the church. Yes. I was raised in a very amazing um, Pentecostal church. Wow. Okay. Are there a lot of demons and strip joints? Oh, absolutely. It's okay. not just the girls or the guys coming in. It's the people that run it. I mean, it's yeah. you're completely surrounded by darkness, literally. Yeah. What's the agenda in a strip joint? What's the ultimate agenda? Because, you know, we, we, we identify demons by, by their actions. Uh, you know, I've, the work I've done with Russ Dizdar, demons have names. Uh, but what is the agenda? If you could say the primary agenda in a strip joint, uh, what's their agenda? What do you mean for, like, demonic things? What, what are they trying to accomplish? Absolutely. I uh, I think the ultimate thing is to completely put you in absolute ruin and ultimately death, truly. Okay. Yeah. So there's a lot of sexual addiction out there. Would you say the guys, uh, by the way, is it guys that come mostly into these joints or do women come too? Both, but it's mainly men. Wow, but women come also. Wow. Yeah, okay. the women actually act worse than the guys do, usually. The, the women act worse? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um. Do they are most of the people that come in? Are they addicted to sex? Is, are they like uh, kind of powerless to their addiction? I'm sure some of them are, but a lot of the people that um, I came around, I guess, was really lonely. So they were really reaching out for anyone to pay attention to them. Wow, L lonely. One second, yes. 
Yeah. Um, now, Cora, you you used to listen. Uh, you told me that that you had listened. Uh, you, you were listening to Russ Dizar and Russ and myself, and yes. we talk about demonic warfare. Um, how long have you been listening? Um, since I was 33, I'm 41. So it's been a while. Wow, that's a long time. And so you told me, you said, David, there's not a lot of people out there talking about what you talk about. Right. And, and, and if you would have had this information when you became a Christian, maybe things would have been a little different, you think? Oh, absolutely. I mean, in the Pentecostal church, they do teach you about spiritual warfare, but I guess... I didn't think I was worthy of having that kind of power over anything. I still had a lot of shame. Um, so it's hard to break that chain off yourself and get out of that. Because the devil likes to work in your mind. That's like yeah. his playground. So once yeah. he has that, it's hard to break that break that chain. Yeah, yeah. Well, when we come back, I'm going to be I want to go back to your childhood. I want to find out what Cora was like when she was three, four, five, six years old. I want to find out how you came to the point where you were willing to go into a club and actually take your clothes off and do what you did. And many, there's many women out there caught up in this, and we're gonna talk about the uh, how you overcame it, yes, but I first wanna find out how you fell into it. Okay. We're talking, to, yeah, we're talking to Cora. Uh, she's so kind to come on and share her story. I want you to stick with me. I think this is very important for us to hear. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, this is David Hevener, and I'm proud to announce the release of my brand new TV series, The Last Evangelist, exclusively on davidhevener.tv. support material to terrorists. We were just handing out bio. This is an illegal translation. You're going to be going away for a very long time. Subscribe now. Go to davidhevener.tv. Life is complicated enough. Why worry about what to do with your extra car? Skip the costs of maintaining it, storing it, insuring it, or renewing registration. Car repairs? Forget about it. Here's one easy solution to your car problem. Donate it to a nonprofit. It's fast, free, tax deductible, and if you donate, you're going to feel incredible knowing you're supporting a great cause. Interested? Just call this toll-free number or donate online. Thank you. Hey everybody, I am honored and blessed not to have just one new book out, but two new books. That's right, two new books. The first one is End Times Investigation. I deal with Hollywood mind control. I deal with demon portals, the alien demon connection, uh, astral projection, program multiples, satanic ritual abuse, and much, much more. The things that I talk about in Last Evangels and on my shows, the all my interviews I do, it's right here in this book, especially my life story. Also, True Power, how to uh, access your true power uh, in these last days, okay? Um, it's a war manual for God's children. We need to learn the enemy's tactics and how to battle the enemy in these last days. Pick up a copy of this book. Just text the word CHOSEN to 91999, or you can go to davidhevener.tv forward slash order, 
or you can simply call 844-806-0006. Everybody, don't forget the new DVD. We're limited on this. There's not going to be many more of Last Evangelist uh, with some band videos on the back, okay, of me and Lisa Haven, Michael Lake. They were banned, but now we've got them out. Don't forget the End Times Investigation DVD. Eight hours of footage of the Illuminati, One World, New World Order, Satanism, and uh, demonic uh, powers. I'm talking, folks, I'm talking all these speakers. There's about 15 or 20 of them. Uh, Russ Dizdar, Josh Peck, uh, Derek Gilbert, uh, Lisa Haven, Michael Lake. Um, I mean, it just goes on and on. Stephen Bancars. I want you to uh, order these right now. Along with the books, you can call uh, 844-806-0006, or you can... Uh, Text the word chosen to 91999 or go to davidheavener.tv forward slash order. Don't forget about the car. If you got an old jalopy sitting around, davidheavener.tv forward slash car. And um, I, I, I want to bring um, up something that's very important. All right. We talked earlier about how um, our children are being attacked. Okay. They're caught up in human trafficking. Now, what we're talking about tonight with Cora, she was an ex-stripper. This is how uh, another avenue of human trafficking. Cora, are you there with me? Yes. Okay. Out of the world of strip clubs, uh, I'm sure that there are human traffic traffickers. There's an element of human trafficking uh, in strip clubs, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. I, I want to... Um, ask you about the women there uh before i get into your childhood are they do you think most of them have had injury as a child themselves meaning they were molested they were abandoned are these broken uh women that are just trying to seek love and affection oh absolutely i can tell you um a hundred percent of the girls that I've came in contact with from Indianapolis all the way to Hawaii when I worked literally yeah. have either been molested or abused physically abused their yeah. their lives from a young childhood one way yeah. or another yeah looking for love in all the wrong places right yeah. and that's what the weird thing is how can you take your clothes off in front of someone you know it's just kind of strange that yeah. people that are getting abused can do that but it's yeah. kind of, you just feel like that's all you're worth I guess yeah yeah so let's talk about you as a child when you were five years old uh, between five and seven years old, what happened? Um, I was molested by my, my cousin. Okay. And how old was he? I believe he was around 13 or something like that. He was old enough to know better, that's for sure. Right. Did they ever do anything to him? Um, well, when I finally did tell, because I, obviously I was scared, I was a little kid, um, my mom took me immediately to the hospital <clears throat> and had me checked and they did call the police but the police really didn't do much i guess because we were both kids um they just pretty much told him to stay away from me but it was okay. i mean i would see him at school he lived down the street i mean it was impossible not to see him right 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 so then you grew up you were i mean you tried to tell people what happened they didn't, didn't seem to take it seriously or they didn't do what should have been done so you grow up, you start dating. What was it? How old were you on your first date? Um, I believe I was uh, <clears throat> 16 when I first started dating. Okay. And so what was that like? I mean, was that a normal uh, date life? Um, at the beginning, yeah, I had a, a normal boyfriend. We dated for a little while. Um, he cheated on me, told me at my dad's funeral. But um, the next relationship was what absolutely turned my life 
completely around the wrong way. My, um, I was raised by my grandfather, my grandparents, and my grandfather had passed away. And like I said, I was very deep into the church at that time. We had service four times a week. We had Wednesday, Saturday night, Sunday morning, and Sunday evening. Yeah. And um, I prayed so much over my dad, but when he didn't get healed, I was angry at God. I didn't understand why he could split the sea and raise the dead, but he couldn't save my dad. So after he passed away, um, I pretty much turned from everyone and everything, including God. And I ran literally into the arms of the devil. I started dating an older gentleman. He was, I believe, nine years older than me. And at first he was just mentally abusive, but then it got physical, like every once in a while. Then it was constantly every day, try to drown mm. me. I mean, beat me. And um, I became pregnant at 17 and um, he beat me so bad that I've delivered my baby full term stillborn. Oh, oh. So I want to go back to your dad's funeral. You said your your boyfriend cheated on you and told you at, at your dad's dad. funeral. Yes. Yeah. Okay. First boyfriend ever. Yeah. Okay. Why would he tell you at your dad's funeral? What was I the guess because he thought, well, you know, it's bad enough. Miles will just. I mean, how how much worse can it get? I guess I don't know. <laughs> she's, kind of she's, she's almost on the cliff. Right. I'll just go ahead and push right. her off. Right. You know. Right. Uh. Okay, would it be safe to say that you grew up uh, with a poor choice of, of men? <laughs> yeah, that's why I've been single for like eight years. I, okay. I quit, man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, so you're 17. You went into the arms of the devil. You got yeah. mad at God because he wouldn't heal your dad. Okay. And so you knew you were going into the arms of the devil when you did it, right? Um, I really didn't have any idea what I was getting myself into. Like I said, I was a oh. sheltered Pentecostal kid. Yeah. And when I got into the world, I had no idea what I was getting into. And okay, by the time well, I figured it out, it was too late. I was terrified. Okay, so why was it the arms of the devil other than beating you? What else was was the devil uh, doing? Uh, he would um, sexually assault me also and okay. threaten my family. Like when I got to the point where I was just like, kill me. I don't even care anymore. Then he would start threatening my, my nieces and nephews and my mom because he knew that was the only thing that would bother me. Uh huh. Well, when he beat you and you were full-term pregnancy and you delivered a stillborn, I mean, to me, that would be homicide. Did you report him? Yeah. He got 10 days in jail and anger management classes. Whoa. And how, oh, okay. Now I was going to say, you know, maybe that was 50 years ago, but you're not that old. So no, you're talking, 25. what, how many so years ago? Uh, Like 25 years ago, around about. Wasn't that long. So. You said you ran into the arms of the devil. I, I want to keep going back to that because that's that's important. What you said, there had to be something. Well, you told me it was rebellion because you were angry at God because he didn't save your dad. But there had to be something that he was doing, something that he was giving off. You know, energy, maybe subconsciously. Was there something going on that would cause an attract, cause you to run to him? I think because he was older and I just lost my dad, and in a weird kind of way. I was trying, I don't know how to explain it, but I think that was a lot of the problem. I was kind of okay. clinging on to whatever I could find that was, could fill okay. that gap. So he was older. So, so women run to guys that are older when they seem to be abandoned by their father or they lose their father or there's some father-daughter disconnection there. Yes. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, you had a boyfriend. When did you become a stripper? How old were you? Um, it was, uh, I was 19. So I finally had gotten away from him. I left him so many times, but everybody would tell him where I was at. 
and um, nobody would help me. They were scared to get involved. Um, so I was pretty much at my wit's end. And I don't recall exactly how it came about, but I had ran into some random girl and I was, I guess uh, it was when I was running away at some point from him and I told her what's going on. And she's like, dude, he don't know me. Just come on, stay with me. And she was a stripper. And I was like, wow, I mean, this random lady, a stripper that people think are so awful, really risked her life to save mine when my own friends and family couldn't do anything. Okay. But she, but she wasn't a believer. She was just a, no. a person that had compassion for people. Right. right? And okay. not scared. Yeah. Okay. So you, then you fell into the world of stripping. So she said to you, hey, you need money. Why right. don't you come on over here, uh, honey? And uh, this is how right. you can make your money, right? Right. I literally left with the clothes on my back that day with uh -huh. my. Uh huh. Okay. And you started dating again. You found another boyfriend um, while, while you were, I guess, stripping, right? Yeah. It was later on. Um, it was after my second daughter was born. That's when it stuff really got bad. Um, okay. I started dating this guy and he was in the Masons. Um, and I had no idea anything about the Masons at the time. And I recall actually um, I had stopped dancing and I started going to nursing school and we had visited my home church, um, my Pentecostal church, and they had the women separated from the men. And my pastor um, was with the men and he came out and he was flaming hot upset. He was like, he's down here trying to recruit people to the Masons. He's like, we don't deal with that. You got to get out of here. Get him out of here. And I was like, what? This is crazy. Like, what's wrong with the Masons? I had no idea what I was getting myself into with that either. Okay. All right. Well, there's a lot that went on between the time you started stripping and having a daughter. So to have a daughter, you had to have a relationship. Was that a husband that you had or was that a boyfriend that you had? Uh, no, I had a boyfriend. My son's 16. I was with his dad for a few years, but he abused alcohol and okay stuff like that and wouldn't change so i left okay. i just always had a bad relationships okay all right but how old is your daughter uh she's 11. she's 11. okay all right but before that you had a son and yeah. to have a son you had a relationship with a with a man was that this mason you're talking about no this was long after that it was after my daughter was born okay but let's get back to the mason guy mm -hmm. was he into witchcraft uh, I didn't know at the time, but yeah, apparently um, <clears throat> I didn't know anything about this stuff when I was younger. Um, he'd went and found a witch and went on a summer solstice and tried to cast, um, I believe it was the, the curse of the evil eye on me, tried to kill me. And right after that, no joke, like we had all kinds of crazy stuff going on in our apartment. Something was attacking me and my son. Um, I mean, it was nuts. And I would go to every church, including my home church, which was at the time not under the same pastor. Um, they had moved on. They would retired. And nobody would believe me. They wouldn't even pray with me. Okay. I, I want to pause that for a second because we are going to talk about that. But I want to go back before we take a break real quick, uh, Cora. I want to go back to your childhood, to your relationship with your mom and dad, to your mm -hmm. church. I'm going to ask you some things. I want you to think about this before you answer. Sure. Was there any sexual sexual activity or any sexuality that went on in your church uh, amongst the church members? Was there any misconduct? Anything at all? No, not that I'm aware of. Absolutely not. Okay. How about in your home with your mom and dad? Anything? No. Nothing. So the only thing that happened that you can think of was the 
was it the next door neighbor boy? Was that no, it? No, it was my cousin actually. Yeah, your cousin. Really okay, gotcha, gotcha. In your church, because Pentecostal, what did they say about sex? Did they did they make you feel good about it? Did they talk about it? Did they shame you? What was their position uh, on sex? Uh, that you should wait till marriage. Okay, and that so, was it. Yeah, pretty much. That that's all I can recall. Okay. And it was so, for a, a, a husband and wife. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Because what you're telling me is, and I'm I'm putting this together, is you're telling me just because of one incident with a cousin, some things started going awry, and I'm trying, I'm I'm digging, going, is there something that could have happened to Cora? Cora, do you think there's things that could have happened that you don't remember? I mean, if anything's possible, but I know for a fact it had nothing to do with my church or my home. Okay, I'm I'm not accusing. I'm just asking. No, no, I mean, we're we're researching here and and. Uh, and I appreciate you talking to me because, Absolutely. Uh, it, you know, and the thing is, here's the thing. I don't assume something. I, I don't. I, 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 if there's a door that's cracked, I try to go in it. And if it, that's not the door, I back off because, right. you know, we don't want to try to, you know, paint a picture that doesn't even exist. Well, uh, since part of that was I was abandoned also by my real parents uh, at three weeks old. So my grandparents were originally raised me. And my mother never visited. I didn't know who my father was. So, I mean, I had trauma like that from the beginning. Okay. Then, Wait a minute. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Now we're, that's a door that's cracked. Let's go in it just real quick here. But we got, we got to take a break. So <laughs> what you're telling me is the mom and dad that went to the Pentecostal church, they were not your real mom and dad? That's my grandparents. Yes. That was your grandparents. I still call them mom and dad because they raised me. Yes. Okay. All right. So your mother, you never knew your mother, right? Um, I knew her, but she was uh, high on drugs and alcohol all the time. Like it was very okay. first, like sporadic when we ever saw her. Okay. And how about your dad? I didn't meet my father until I was 33 years old. Wow. Okay. Because she wasn't married to your dad, right? No, she was actually married to someone else and she had an affair with my father. So. Okay. All right. Now we're talking about something here. Are we talking about a generational curse that could have been passed down to Cora as a baby? I believe Absolutely. I believe that. Yes. Yeah. So that's what I was looking for. Thank you, Cora. I'm not saying thank you because I'm glad, but I'm saying thank you because I was feeling something wasn't jiving. Right. And now I'm understanding. We're talking about generational curse. Cora, before we take a break, you used to, um, you listened to me and Russ. You've listened to a lot of our uh, interviews, right? Yeah, when I first uh, gave my life back to God, I was like, I don't want to deal with a church or anything. I just really want to study on my own. Like, I want the Holy Spirit to teach me. And I would pray and ask God to guide me to certain things. And then I stumbled across, I believe it was Russ Disbar first. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this guy is talking about all this stuff like nobody else will believe me about. And then you guys were getting together and doing videos together. And I was like, who's this guy? What's going on? This is amazing. Finally, I'm not crazy. I know for a fact I'm not crazy. Somebody else understands. It was amazing. And that's what's even more amazing about me sitting here with you right now, that God always has a plan. And it's really interesting how I get to sit and talk to you now because you yeah. guys are a big part of me changing my life, guiding me well. back. Yeah. Well, God bless you. Thank you for saying that. That's so encouraging. Thank you, Cora. Appreciate it. Um, when we come back, I'm going to be asking Cora about her three-year-old son, about how the demons were in her house and how they were attacking her and her son and what she did 
and the little knowledge she had to try to protect her son from the demons and how nobody wanted to pray for her. I mean, they ran the other way. I want you to stay with me. We're talking to Cora, ex-stripper, but now she's all in for God. We'll be right back. They've made many, many movies about aliens, but the question is, are they angelic or demonic? Why don't they want to acknowledge uh, the supernatural? A lot of the seminary education today, that when pastors are being trained, there's no emphasis on the supernatural, even though the Bible's a supernatural book. As in the days there's of the no, uh, so it will be. Yeah. And it goes down to, well, what is their ultimate purpose? Inaugurate the Antichrist. Um, listen, we have the new End Times DVD. Um, it's uh, Investigates, uh, End Times Investigation. I have a lot of my friends on here, uh, Lisa Haven, Michael Lake. Uh, I have Josh Peck, L.A. Marzulli, uh, Stephen Bancroft. I mean, eight hours of, of me investigating things like Satanism, demonic powers, Illuminati, New World Order, Antichrist, One World Religion, End Times Miracles, Bible Prophecy. Folks, let me tell you something. One day... What you're watching us on right now, it's called, well, it's called television, it's called social media, it's called the internet. They're going to turn that baby off. You need a hard asset. When all this stuff gets shut off, this is what, what you're going to be able to, to learn from and to understand. So I want you to uh, text the word CHOSEN to 91999 or go to davidhevener.tv forward slash order or call 844-806-0006. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and my employees and I want to thank each and every one of you for your support by bringing you the MyPillow that started it all. MyPillow's patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs regardless of your sleep position. Because it works, we've sold over 70 million MyPillows, and now I'm bringing it to you for the lowest price ever. For example, you get my standard MyPillow, now only $19.88 with your promo code. Now's the time to get them for your friends, your family, your neighbors, everyone you know. MyPillows make the best gifts ever. In the times we're in, one thing we all need is getting a great night's sleep. So go to MyPillow.com or call that number on your screen now. Use your promo code and you'll get my standard MyPillow for only $19.88. For a more custom fit, my Premium Queen, only $24.98. Or my Premium King, only $29.98. This is a limited time offer, so order now. Hey everybody, David Hevener here. So good to be with you. I love you guys. This is truly a ministry. It's a ministry that we do out of love for God and for you. Um, I want to read a letter that came in from a listener, Lisa, and it touched my heart. I want to read it to you. It said, I would love to be a part of your ministry. I'd be honored to support you by with prayer and financially. I absolutely love what you stand for. I love that uh, the love that you have for the Lord is truly courageous and the right thing to do to expose what the church today, unfortunately, chooses not to. Mr. Heaven, approximately one year ago, I was addicted. I was hopeless. I wanted to die. I would lock myself in my room for weeks at a time. That is when I ran across your channel. I had grown up knowing about the Lord, but with how many times I had backslid and couldn't seem to keep from going back to drugs, alcohol, and 
a very abusive marriage, I figured that either Jesus wanted nothing to do with me or that I was just too far gone, not worth fighting for. In my depression, I began to dig into all the many topics that you had taught on. My spirit began to lift. From there, I was strengthened, convicted, and determined to change my life once and for all. I put myself through a 60-day inpatient treatment. I now have six months clean, and I am sober. I have six boys, two are back with me. Praise God. The rest are unfortunately already grown and out of the state, but my prayer is that God still has a plan of reconciliation. This is Lisa. I'm praising God, Lisa, for you, and I want you all out there to praise God with me for Lisa. There's so many Lisas out there, folks, that we have to touch, you and I, and because you've stood beside me and you've prayed for me and Shanita and everyone that's involved in this ministry, we're able to continue week after week. And it is difficult. Let me tell you, it is not easy. But because of your prayers, please consider praying for us. Become part of the prayer team. Go to admin at davidheavener.tv. Prayer is more important than anything. It's more important than money, but money is important. So if you could financially support us, uh, consider becoming a monthly partner. Just go to davidhavener.tv forward slash give and click that and become a monthly partner. Or you can text the word chosen to, uh, to 91999 or you can call Shanita directly at 844-806-0006. I love you guys. I wanted to read you that from Lisa. Praise God. Okay, we're talking to Cora. Uh, Cora's a stripper. Um, now she's a child of God. She's always been a child of God, but she didn't understand she was a child of God. Right. But here she is in a in a in a uh, a bad relationship. Uh, she has a three year old son. Um, I guess the relationship was gone by now. She went into one relationship after another. But but there's demons in the house. They're attacking the son, attacking her. Cora, here he is, three years old, laying there. Demons attacking him. What did you do? Um, well, I had the baby monitor, and you know some baby monitors have like the temperature on them where you could tell the temperature in the room. Um, I had put it in his room because we had been he'd been seeing things and stuff had been bothering him. So I, I had that so I could watch him. And I noticed it was like the dead of winter too. I noticed that the room temperature was like skyrocketing, getting up in the 80s, 90s. It got really, really hot. So I went in and I opened the window and not, it did nothing to the heat in the room. And I was like, this is weird. So I picked him up and he was like burning up. I took him in my room and I had a crucifix um, on a necklace like I do now. Mm. And I put it on him and I was praying over him. And that's all I really need to do was call out to God. Like I, don't, I was literally fighting demons everywhere, 24 hours mm -hmm. a day. And it got exhausting. It got exhausting to where I literally was deciding, thinking to take my own life at one point. You were contemplating suicide. Because, Cora, you, correct me if I'm wrong, but here you were, you're a Christian, backslidden, but now you've got a little boy, you're being attacked. You didn't know how to how, how to deal with demon warfare. You didn't understand it. You were doing the best you could, right? All I could think of is what my pastor did and their family when I was growing up. They would rebuke the devil, yeah. but then I was like, I don't have any power. He's not, I mean, but who am I? 
I kept forgetting it's not about me. It doesn't right. mean it's right. all about Jesus. It doesn't matter it, what I can do. It, exactly. And, you, and things started moving around your house. Tell me about that. Yeah, uh, we would see shadow figures. Things would get moved around. You would hear voices. Um, uh, one time I was so aggravated. I was like, won't you just show yourself? I was like, this is, you know, you're a wuss for not showing yourself. Uh, present yourself so I can beat you up. And it felt like someone socked me in my stomach, took the breath out of me, and I started, like, literally vomiting like crazy. Mm. Like wow. we were under complete attack. And the saddest thing is I went to literally, first I went to my original church and the original pastor and them had retired and these other people had call, um, taken over. And I thought for sure that was going to be my safe haven to go back there. Um, but when I went in, I had jeans on, I had makeup all over my face from crying. And I literally thought they were going to call the police on me. They were like, what are you doing? Who do I need to call? And I'm like, I need you guys to pray with me. Where's wow. the, the, the pastor's wife, sister Sue? I need to talk to her. And uh, I finally said, well, can we just go pray? And the funny thing about that is when I walked in, they were teaching a sermon on amazing grace and come as you are. And when I went there, they literally judged me. Like I was not worthy to come in there. They didn't even want to touch me. So I went to the altar and usually uh, I grew up, you'd been, you get on your knees first, you ask, you pray, and then you raise your hands, you stand and raise your hands. Well, this time God told me, you don't get on your knees first. You praise me first and you get on your knees. And when you do, you pray for them because they don't even believe you. I was like, right. God's working on me. I know God's help trying to help me, but these things are like blocking me. I don't know what to do. I need help from my church. Mm. And uh, I walked out and not one person stopped me. They didn't stop me. Did they know that you were a stripper or used to be a stripper? Uh, I'm not for sure, but it's possible. Okay, so that could have had something to do with it. Right, but that yeah. shouldn't have anything to do with it. Well, right? no, I know, but but right. but we, right, no, it shouldn't. Right. But this is what we talk about. Um, were you stripping at that time? Uh, yes. Okay, so you were. So they probably, I, I hate to say this, Cora, but maybe some of the people in the congregation came into the clubs to watch you, right? No, I never um, saw like that but yeah uh, well i mean listen i could tell you stories but i won't all right, uh, yeah. <laughs> all right so so you called even paranormal companies you know folks these paranormal groups they drive me crazy it's like they make so much money off of this and and the thing is it's real the energy these geigo meters and all that kind of stuff that's mm -hmm. real because demons are energy and so yep. is and so are angels but we are energy but the problem is, is, is they're so far off and they, 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 it's so much sensationalism, but you called a paranormal group into your house. What, what happened then? Well, first I went to literally every church I could find in Cincinnati, Ohio. I went to Catholic, Baptist, whatever I could find. And nobody would pray with me. Everybody looked like me like it was crazy. So I was like, God, what do I do? I'm, my kids, it's going to kill us. Was, I was dead set. It was going to try to kill us. Yeah. So I called this uh, paranormal place and they came out. And they did their investigation, the videos on YouTube, and they found stuff. It was exactly what we were saying. And they caught things on video and audio. And they promised they were going to uh, bring a priest in to bless the house and do all this. But, um, and they told me that's like, this is the most um, active place for paranormal activity I've ever seen in my life. They're like, we've done Bobby wow. Mackey's Haunted Bar, like this nationally known place. And you have some crazy stuff going on. And after they gave me the tape, um, I they blocked me on everything. They wouldn't even speak to me anymore. They completely shut us out. It was crazy. Wow. Wow. When we come back, I want to ask you 
about how you got rid of them, the steps that were taken. And I want to ask you how you went from Cora, who was stripping, to Cora, who's now representing the living God, that transformation, and how you're now working with strippers. When we come back, we're going to talk about that. Uh, and by the way, Cora, uh, real quick, what is your website for someone that wants to get in touch with you? Um, it's www.acidministries, um, or cry in the dark ministries, I'm sorry, dot com. Cry in the Dark Ministries. A Cry in the Dark Ministries. A Cry in the Dark Ministries. Folks, you're going to hear a lot more from Cora when we come back, but uh, check out A Cry in the Dark Ministries. Cora, stay with us. We're going to bring. We're going to. We're going to be back with you. Okay. All right. Thanks. All right. God bless. That's Cora, ex stripper. Now, when we bring her back, we're going to be underground, folks. The only way you're going to be able to hear is if you go to davidhebner.tv and sign up. Uh, it's free. It's free. So it's not, I mean, you get 30 days free. It'd be great if you sign up for a year, then you get two months free. Um, but uh, there's no obligation. Okay. So send your emails to admin at davidhebner.tv so you can hear the rest of what she has to say. If you're on Roku, good. If you're on Apple, great. If you're on, uh, Android or uh, Amazon, great. We're glad to have you. Um, I want to bring my lovely wife in. If she's Spencer, is my wife out there anywhere? Um, uh, yeah. And I'm oh, so happy to be home with you. All right. So good to have you. So give me, you heard that Lisa, I, I, I read her praise yes. report. Uh, yeah. Have you met Lisa? She said that uh, her whole life has been turned around since she's been listening uh, to our teachings. Praise God. Have no. you met her? I mean, did you talk to her on the phone? Not that I know of. Okay. All right. Well, give me some good praise reports. Yes. Well, one of our friends, um, Kylie's mom, we've been praying for her over the years, and she is now declared cancer-free. So we were really praising God. Praise God. And awesome. Today, we started praying because we were told by the doctor insurance that the referral would take another week or so, but uh, and then a, within a few hours, the doctor called and set up an appointment. So we're thankful for that. Awesome. And Marianne said, I'd like to let you know the Lord has spoken to me through you a few times. So I'd like to pray for you. Keep up the great work. Oh, praise God. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, we're praying today for Denise, for Kay's family, for Nan, for Diane, for the train derailments, for Shell, for Lenny. And the rest of you who have requests, go ahead and email those in to admin at davidhevner.tv and we'll be praying together. Yeah, so now what happens, Shanita, if they're just now signing up to David Hevener TV, what, they send you an email to admin at, at davidhevener.tv and you send them a link just for this week right so they can come underground yeah yeah every week there's a fresh link but um if, if they're just signing up right now they need to let us know so we can include you tonight okay yeah and like says 30 days free spencer go to um go to davidhevener.tv and shanita we've got how many channels almost 20 channels now right yes. um yeah and that reminds me i want to say a big thank you to Laura for all her work on graphic design, for Helva for all her behind the scenes work. You know, everything that happens in the ministry happens because of things that she's doing for us. And for Chris putting together the videos and 
social media. And today, Scott and Jeff have been here getting yeah. everything set for episode two. And as we speak, if you hear some commotion, it's because Aaron is, has been driving all day and he is here yeah. now to serve. And we're just so yeah. thankful for everyone willing to yeah. volunteer their time. And I want to thank Betty. I want to thank Sunshine. I want to thank Reba. Yes, um, I want to thank uh, Leisha. I want to thank, um, uh, I think Levita is going to be driving down. If you guys are interested in working on the set, um, just shoot us an email and let us know because we do need your help. Um, obviously, if you'd love to donate uh, to lastevangelist.com, that's great. But um, you'll see we have davidhevener.tv up and we have all different channels there. Um, folks, this is how we're going to build. We're going to take Satan and blast him out of the water. Okay. All these other networks that play garbage and they want to, they want to basically steal the minds of your kids. This is one place that you can go and you can learn about God, things the church is not teaching. Please pray for this channel. We're a little channel, but God has performed great miracles, but some miracle we're, we're still around. And when you sign up or you donate and you pray for us, that is the fuel in the tank that keeps us going. All right. So please be a partner. And on lastevangelist.com, uh, go to lastevangelist.com, donate, uh, pray for us. We're doing episode two about the vaccine. Um, you can be a part, part of our uh, filmmaking family. And, uh, and I'm telling you, what we do now will be go on for generations after generations if the Lord doesn't come back, uh, if he tarries. And your children will be watching these things, and they will be learning. So you're planting a seed, a seed that's going to grow. All right, lastevangelist.com. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Thank you, Lord, for loving us. Thank you for being here this past hour and to continue to be here as we go in to the next part of our gathering. I thank you for the Korah, for willing to step out and be so bold and brave to tell the truth. Thank you for Shanita coming on every week to do what she does. Thank you for uh, Spencer and for Jared. And I thank you for each and every person listening to the sound of my voice, for being here, for the encouragement. God, thank you for letting us be together. We come to you right now and we repent that we have not done what you need for us to do. We now, I, I repent. And I'm asking, Father, that you take me to the next level now that I've repented. And I'm saying, look, I want to live for you 100%. The reason you, you created me, Lord, I want to be there for you. And there's someone out there right now that's hurting that has lost their way. God, you knew where you were supposed to go be in God. You knew that you were a mighty warrior in Christ and something happened. You derailed. Right now, God is putting you back on track. You know who you are. And the angels are singing in heaven and the devils are shaking because they know that God's mighty warrior is getting back up on their feet, ready to fight again. There's a mother out there that she's been struggling with her relationships, either her boyfriend or the husband. But right now, God is speaking to you saying, ma'am, child, woman, mother, I am with you. 
I am covering you with my protection, my wisdom. God has your back. Please do not fret. You will sleep tonight better than you've ever slept. Loneliness is gone just like that. There's an older lady out there that's been battling with her health, something about her throat or the lungs and her chest. Right now, we command a healing in Jesus' name. We command a healing. I command a healing on that prostate. I command a healing on the heart that has defects in it. I command a healing on the tumors that's in the brain. I command a healing on God's people in Jesus' name. We pray. We thank you, Lord. We pray for the children that have been kidnapped, the children that have run away, the children that have been abandoned, the children that are in bondage right now. Demon, you have no right to the children. You are gone back to hell. You will not return. The children have been set free. We thank you, Father, for setting the children free. We thank you for not letting that child be aborted. We thank you for touching the mother's mind right now that she will not go and have that baby aborted. We're praying against those laws of California that they, no one can come in there and do what it is they want to be done to mothers to destroy the children. Those laws will be reversed. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, I love you guys. Um, I'll see you at uh, Underground uh, in, about, oh, in about two minutes, okay? Um, so. Uh, if you have questions uh, for Cora, she's going to be with me. If you have comments, God lays something on your heart, um, then I welcome you. I welcome you anyway. If you just want to listen, I welcome you. Uh, please consider, uh, once again, a, um, becoming a prayer warrior. Uh, email admin at davidhebner.tv. Say, David, I want to be a prayer warrior. David, I want to be on your prayer team. David, I'd love to be in your think tank. I'd love to be a part of the ministry. I'd love to help uh, you guys uh, when you have your weekly meetings. We, we welcome you. We, we appreciate it. If you'd like to support us, a uh, one-time donation or monthly, you can go to davidhabner.tv forward slash give. All right? Okay. Just remember, you never really lived till you found someone worth dying for, and that's Christ Jesus. All right? We'll see you in just a few minutes. Hey everybody, David Hebner here. Welcome to Underground. Welcome Roku, Amazon, Apple TV, and everybody else out there, iHeartRadio, iTunes. All you guys, we love you all. And if we don't know who you are and we don't know where you are exactly, we want to know. So email us at david at davidhebner.tv or admin at davidhebner.tv. Tell us who you are because there's a lot of you out there, okay? Uh, welcome everybody. Here we are. So what are we talking about? We're talking about a situation where you're caught in sin, and I'm going to be very specific on this, okay? A lot of people think it's sexual sin. When a stripper strips in a nightclub, they're thinking it's sexual sin. And yes, it is sexual. I won't deny it. it undeniably, it is sexual. However, most of the time when this happens, the girls are broken. They're lonely. They're desiring some type of connection, some type of companionship, I guess, looking for love in all the wrong places. Well, who, who, would, who would know better 
uh, than Cora, my guest, uh, who was a stripper for 16 years, but now she's a mighty warrior for God. Cora, are you out there with me? Yes, I'm still here. Hi, guys. <laughs> Hi. Okay, um, so you uh, had a broken childhood. We went through that earlier, uh, molestation. And, uh, and then, of course, we found out that you weren't raised by your biological mom and dad, raised by your grandparents, uh, and that your mother uh, had all kinds of issues. And Lord knows what your father had going on. Do you believe that those um, curses uh, your mother had of addiction, different things, and your father, that could be passed down to you as a generational curse. Oh, absolutely. And uh, watching you guys, I started actually researching that, like, oh, maybe that's a lot of that's wrong with me. Mm -hmm. I never had you any idea about anything like that. When you say watching you guys, who, who are you talking about specifically? You and uh, Russ Dismar. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, we did. We talked about that a whole lot. Um, now, uh, you had a three-year-old son. There was a lot of demonic activity. You were still stripping at the time. But, of course, you were a Christian. You were, as a young uh, girl, you accepted Christ. You were just backslidden. How did you get rid of these demons? What was the breaking point of you being able to, uh, to win this battle in demon warfare? Well, it got to the point where I almost committed suicide. And I told you, um, I looked to see if insurance would cover suicide for my kids to be able to be taken care of. And I literally prayed like, God, I don't know what else to do. I, I, I'm out of control. I cannot save my kids. I'd rather be dead than not be able to protect my children. And um, I literally gave it all to God. And it was like a switch. And it was, I know you don't hear God in the audible voice. At least I haven't. But I could hear him say, don't ever say that again. I'll, I'll take care of this. And don't ever do that again. Wow. Wow. And, and it didn't, what, everything didn't change like that. You know, it was a process. Mm -hmm. And so it so didn't happen overnight, but you're no. saying it happened over a period of time. It was a process. Yes. I started studying. Um, like I said, I was so jaded by the church. I didn't want to have anything to do with uh, organized religion whatsoever. So mm -hmm. I studied on my own. I would read and I, I stumbled across you guys. And then I started um, to realize my my power through Christ. Um, I started to really let that sink in. It took it took quite a while to break all that off. Wow! So then, when you started discovering your power in Christ, you started using your power, right? Absolutely, yes. Praise God! How old's your son now? Uh, he's sixteen. So I How believe he was like six at the time. I'm sorry. Um, when that happened, not three. I was mistaken. I was trying. To, okay, um, so it was six. So. How is he doing now, Cora, your son? He's doing good. He's actually a Christian. He gave his life to uh, Jesus, like, I think it was five days before his 12th birthday. He kneeled wow. right here. Praise God. And your daughter is, she's, what, two or three years younger than him? She's five years younger. She's 11. Okay. And How is she? She, just gave, she gave her life to Christ actually this past Sunday or awesome. Saturday. I'm sorry. Wow. Awesome. You see what happens, folks. Uh, is Cora was a child of God, really, she turned to God and she asked for help. And, you know, when we ask for help from God, just like your children, my children ask help from me. They make mistakes. They don't know what they're talking about. But you look down at them and you love them so much that you just want to help them, right? And even though Cora didn't really understand demonic warfare until she started listening to, you know, to Russ, myself, and the others talking about it, God 
God showed her mercy. God showed her love, e even to the point, core with putting a crucifix on your son. And I can tell you, after you listen to, to Russ and I, you will, you will definitely see that's a big no-no. But you see, God doesn't look at that. He looks at, here's a heart of a child. And, and help me, Father, with my unbelief. And he stepped in, Cora, and he saved you. God saved you because he loved yes. you so much, right? Here's a plan for you. Now, let's talk about that plan. You're a stripper. You started dealing with de demons. They, as over a period of time, they started going away. Uh, how many years later did you stop taking your clothes off? Um, it was within uh within the year i started bartending trying to get out of it that way and then the manager kept trying to press me back into taking my clothes off so uh finally i had enough and the last day i went in there i went to go get dressed in the dressing room and i was like no i'm not doing this so i started talking to the girls and i said if jesus christ was in the flesh right here right now who do you think he'd be hanging out with if he was walking on on this planet right now in flesh he would be right here right here with us even though we're in the devil's house he'd be right here with us we're all the women at the well unworthy you know and we're all mary magdalene's we're considered the whores i said but jesus would be here ministering to us he didn't minister to the high and mighty you know he wasn't right. about the religion like that he wanted to walk with us right um I, yeah amen amen can we go to psalms 34 18 psalms 34 18 um Spencer Psalms 34, 18, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted Amen. and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Amen. That's exactly what you're saying, Cora. I, I totally agree with you. I know it's radical. I know most churches would shut their doors, would first kick us out and then shut the doors. Right. <laughs> but I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, Jesus would be in that back room with you guys. He would not be in the audience, Cora. Jesus would right. not be sitting out there. In the, he'd be up there upstairs where you were. Matter of fact, he was there. He yeah. was there through you, right? Yeah. But I believe that. I believe Jesus would be in a strip joint upstairs ministering to the girls, telling, giving them his love and, and so forth. Um, so, Cora, what happened when you started talking to the girls about Jesus? Uh, I thought for sure they would, like, cuss me out and tell me to shove. They don't want to hear it. But they literally turned like little kids. They all circled around me. And everybody was up there except for one girl, which was on the stage. And the only thing they were worried about was, oh, my God, what if Phil comes up, the, the manager? He's going to be so mad you're talking about Jesus here. And I said, what you want to bet that even though we're in the devil's house, God's going to shut him up. He won't even come up here until I'm done, until God's done with whatever we're going to do here. And I just preached to them whatever I could think of from the Bible that I remember growing up, of all the women that were nobodies that God made us somebody just out of their faith. And they all were like children sitting around me kind of, it was amazing. I was like, oh my God, they're, they're literally listening to me. I couldn't believe it. And wow. right when I got done, he did come upstairs like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm out of here. And then two other girls walked out with me. They quit right then too. I was like, that's what I'm talking about. Praise God. You know, you just said something. I got to repeat it. You were nobody, but then you became somebody. But that body belongs to Jesus, right? Yes. That body belongs. The only person you're ever going to dance in front of now is Jesus Christ, right? 
fun, right? Amen. Praise God. That, that's right. Now, only dance you're going to dance is the holy dance, right? Right. <laughs> I'm used to that. It's the Pentecostal thing. <laughs> there you go. And so God gave you a ministry, a cry in the uh, a cry in the dark, and you help other uh, girls that are caught up in uh, you know in their shame. I'm going to call it shame when they do that. Um, I'm going to take some uh, hand raises here in just a second, you guys. But uh, before I do, and go ahead and start raising your hand. Uh, Cora, how do you minister to the girls? What's the first thing you say to them when they're uh, stripping? Well, first, I'd like to say the funny story about how I even got the name. Um, I had taken a sabbatical after I quit the bars. And I was sitting there, and, and it was like God said, well, it was after that church had shown me, my group, my church I grew up in. And he's like, they don't believe you, do you? Well, you're going to start your own ministry. And I'm like, whoa, 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 what? Like, I'm a stripper. I kept still getting that mindset. Like, I'm just a stripper. You, Nobody's going to listen to me. And he's, I was like, I don't even have anything to give anyone. He's like, you have experience in all kinds of bad stuff with all my past. You can relate to a lot of people. And even though that job was awful, you could talk to anybody because of that job. Just go and do it and I'll lead you. And uh, I was like, what am I going to name it? And he said, um, a cry in the dark ministries. Because how many times have you cried in the dark, crying out to God, like, God, please help me. You know, you're alone and hey. screaming. And yeah. I was like, I wrote it down and I was like, hold on, this is funny. It abbreviates to acid ministries. And instantly I said, come take the good trip. Wow. And I was like, that's really funny. That's awesome. That, that is awesome. That that's that that's great. Um, I want to take if you guys have a question or a comment, or you just like to say something uh to Cora or to me, or just just say something, uh go ahead and raise your hand. Um who, who's Who's got their hand up there? Uh, all I can see Christy is a white. Does. Christy has her hand up. Hey, Christy. Hey. First of all, I'd like to say God bless you for doing what you're doing. It's not easy. And to step forward and talk about that industry. You and I have a lot in common in our past, although I, I grew up in, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, sex trafficking and things like that. So I didn't come from a good uh you know grandparents that were i there was sra and stuff in my family but the lord saved me in the same way but up until then i was getting attack after attack after attack as well and um nobody really showed me anything either it was russ distar this show um uh it's what got me involved in the david heavener team over here mm -hmm. and um if it wasn't for people like that who love you right where you are, just like Jesus, we're supposed to love like Jesus, and you just don't see it in the church, you know? And the church is supposed to be for the broken. It's like a hospital for the broken. It's not the high and mighty and the holier than thou. That's not what church is about. Every single person has fallen short from the glory of God. The only perfect person that's ever walked this planet was Jesus Christ. Amen. We've all fallen short, no matter where you're standing at, even if behind the pulpit you're no better than i am sin is sin bottom line mm, absolutely real quick i want to i got to put the scripture up when god speaks luke 5 luke 5 uh, 31 and 32 like luke 5 31 and 32 uh jesus answered them it is not the healthy who needs a doctor but the sick Amen. i have not come to call the righteous but sinners to repentance a lot of people think that because you go to church, you're righteous. He, right. no. Jesus is talking about all those people in church 
you know, he was telling the Pharisees, he was telling them that they were sinners, that they needed to repent. They, they, they needed to come to the hospital. You see what I'm saying? And so what you guys are saying is so encouraging to me and such a wonderful testimony. I really appreciate it. And we must remember that we're all just broken people doing evil things. And we have to love people. We hate the sin, but we got to still love people. I know it's difficult, but uh, thank you so much, Christy. Great uh, testimony there. Uh, Helva, who else do we have? No one at the moment. Oh, okay. All right. So uh, I, I want to ask you, Cora, about um, when you go to these girls and you talk to them, because I imagine you do get intimate with them with your conversations. What do you find is it that they're really looking for? Now, I know that you said they came from molestation, but what? why are they there? What are they trying to accomplish? Uh, the longing for some acceptance and someone to care about them, even if it's our, our attention, even if it's the wrong thing. It's like a kid acting up to get your attention. It's the same thing with them. They're just trying to get someone to love them in one way or another. Okay. And it feels good when someone will pay to talk to you, you know, in a weird way. Right. Like they pay right. to, I'm something. Yeah, yeah. Well, why can't why do you, why can't they go into a church? Because really, what they're looking for is Jesus, and they don't even know it because He right. loved them, right? But Shame. why? What can we do? What can we say to the church to make them understand? Or how can we connect the brokenness of the people? to the church how can we do that anybody have any ideas or can we you know is well, there that in yeah well that needs to be a sermon preached on like about nobody's better than anyone else and when someone comes in you can't shame them for their sin their sin's no worse than yours like when i grew up my pastor if someone came in even a drunkard he'd be completely smashed he would go sit by him and welcome him just like you were someone else. And he'd pray with them. And I've seen many times in my church where that man, uh, someone would like that, would go to the altar and pray and instantly be sober. God would take the alcohol straight out of them. I mean, yeah. that's what we need to do. We need to believe that God's still the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He's still doing miracles. Regardless, right. we, need to, we need to let him do miracles through us. We are God's hands and feet. So we mm -hmm. cannot shame other people. We don't want yeah. our shame on us. We don't want reminders of awful things we did. No. Yeah. It's, it's like it's like the preacher said to uh, to the prostitute, why don't you just come to church? And, uh, you know, uh, he, she says, why would I come to church? I already feel bad enough. Right. I, don't exactly. <laughs> I don't need you to make me feel worse. Thank you right. very much. A great disconnect. Okay. Uh, I think we have Julianne, right? Who raised her hand. Right, Helen? Yeah. yeah. Okay, Julianne, you're on. Hey, look. Um, Thank you for giving your testimony. Um, thank you for doing what you do. And I just wanted to say that if you'd come anywhere near me, I would have prayed for you. And I've been kicked out. I've been told not to come to churches because I believed in deliverance. That's because ridiculous. that's how the Lord taught, got me. And, yeah, I've been asked to not to come to more churches than I've even attended. So how's that? And mm. that was a long, long time ago. So nothing is new under the sun. And mm. kudos, girl, kudos. Oh, yeah. Thank you. thank you, Julianne. I appreciate it. And after, the, Cora, we have a, uh, a chat room. Uh, we we uh, just all get together and talk if you want to stick around. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that, that'd be awesome. Um, 
So here's my last question, um, and then I want to read a scripture as we close out. Um, We talked about the generational curse, passing it on from your biological mother and your father uh, unto you. You believe now that this curse has been broken off of you, that you will not pass it on to your daughter and your son? Yeah, absolutely. I've done... uh prayed and prayed and prayed over my children. I did not, I've strived to be complete opposite of my mother and my father. And I've tried to instill the faith in my children from a very young age. Um, Not to say they're not going to slip up, but, and I've been always very open with my kids. My kids are old, when they're old enough to understand things, I've told them honestly, like mommy's messed up. And I told them about my past, not to get them to think it's cool. I tell them like, I fall, I almost, I should have been dead a long time ago, many, many times, but God saved me. And if God yeah. can change a dirty stripper like me and have me, he cleans you up in private and, and excels you in public, then he can do it for anybody. No matter what you do, you can always lean on God, period. Amen. Cora, how, may I ask how, how old you are now? Um, may I be so bold? 41. 41. You look you look beautiful. For, doesn't she look good for 41 years old, oh, everybody? Bless you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God, God preserves his people, that's for sure. Because uh, what? let me tell you, the stuff I've done and what I've been through, I should look right. like I'm 90 right now, you know. Preach. Uh, I feel you. <laughs> you know, uh, but but so so now you're, you, that curse has been broken, okay? So it's not going to go into your son, into your daughter. Now, are you married now? You have- no, I've been single for a very long time, about eight or nine years. Wow. But I'm, I'm wow. waiting on God's time. My picker is absolutely broken obviously i've not had good luck so i'm waiting on god's timing it's perfect timing mine's not so good (laughs) beautiful beautiful we're gonna pray that god sends you the right person into your life at the right time that's that's for sure um now when you pray for your children and over your children uh which i'm sure you do now what kind of prayer what does that sound like what are the words that you speak over them I always tell God, thank you so much for everything you've done, everything you're doing, and everything you're going to do off the rip. And I always ask him to please send his angels to encamp all around my children, wherever they go, um, and let them feel the Holy Spirit from the top of their head to the bottom of their feet all the time. And if they ever doubt for one reason, just if you don't know what to say, say Jesus. Instill that in their mind. Even if they don't know what else to say, just say Jesus. Help me, Jesus. That's all you need to say. And miracles can happen just by that one word, Jesus. Wow, wow. So. You, um, when you, is there going to come a day you're going to have to sit down with your son or your daughter? She's what, 11, I think. Uh, and you're going to have to tell them what mommy did when she, when she was growing up or maybe you have, you have, you already said I'm very transparent with my children. When they got old enough to understand things, I, I was very honest and they understand and they don't judge me for that. I'm, I'm very, very honest with my kids. Because nobody's okay. ever going to sugarcoat anything when they get older. Nobody's going to yeah. tip on their feelings. They need to know and what to avoid. So. Yeah, okay. I, and I want to hear from you guys on this. Maybe we'll talk about it in chat if we don't talk about it in the air. But when we go through stuff and we have committed a, a sin, should we be talking about it so that other people who are in it yes. can feel comfortable? Absolutely. So pot. Yeah, I'm I'm saying yes, and I'll tell you why. Because in church, they don't talk about their sin. In church, they act like they don't have any, right? Right, right. And, uh, and I brought a girl on one time. I brought her on two or three times. Um, and she uh, 
she they say they don't let her go into churches too much and talk about human trafficking because now she that's she's an advocate of human trafficking she said when she goes into churches she'll sometimes spot some of her customers in the churches she speaks at mega churches you know and so what happens in these churches the church system is they harbor the sin and nobody wants to talk about it because everybody has too much shame you see what i'm saying so therefore here you are talking about it what you did why you did it being very honest it's almost therapeutic right when you're talking about it and then when other people hear you talk about it they get encouraged because they think wow i'm not the only broken person in the world right, right? Right. That's the whole point about testimony. You're supposed to shout it from the rooftops, what God's done for you, right? Right. I mean, look at the Bible. That's what it's all about, is all these people had were nobody, nothing, and God lifted them up and excelled them to do for his glory. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to tell our story to glorify God. Uh, absolutely. And we cannot be ashamed of our story, folks. Right. We can't be. Now, we no. have to treat it with respect we're not going to go out and just you know lay our dirty laundry out we right. won't do that but i'll tell you a quick story about my son he comes to me he's 24. he says dad he goes I, it's supernatural he goes you've had this ministry for years and yet no one has ever thrown all these movies you've done in your face and they could go i've done 52 movies and you could imagine i mean some of the things i've done in these movies i said let me tell you something son the devil won't do it because he knows I'll be the first one to get up there and press the button to show the movie. I right. said, that's why he's not going to do it, because I'm the first to come to the table and tell you. Right. But I tell you with the power of God and with the purpose of helping other people not to uh, you know, justify it or right. not to uh, make myself feel better. Correct. That shows the, the power of God in your testimony. Yeah. When you're done all these awful things, and that's what I always say, like, if God can clean me up as bad, I mean, I thought I was the worst of the worst. He reached way below the bottom and saved me. So if he could do that through me, he can do that for you too. And that's yeah. what a lot of people say, like, thank God that you're honest and you're not like normal church people because I, I don't mind listening to you. And you yeah. make it seem a lot more cooler than what everybody makes him out to be. There you go. Praise God. I think Alice raised her hand. Alice, we got about 30 seconds. If you're there, hi. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I just want to say thank you for being here, and um, I totally support everything you're doing. And what you just said is what I tell people all the time. I used to uh, work in a drug treatment prison south of Chicago, oh, and wow. and almost all of my clients were straight off the streets, you know. And I would tell them, I've never been a black man in prison, but I am a drug addict and alcoholic, and I've done stuff that I should be in Dwight women's prison. I just didn't get caught, man. Right. You know, and and I, yeah, I would tell them as long as you're still breathing, you got, you know, you can, you can have what I have, you know. And I was so grateful that they let me share the Lord there because if I didn't, I couldn't tell my story. I couldn't help anybody if right. I didn't tell them. You know, look, I was as messed up as you could get, you know, right. and and yep. here I am, you know, doing this. And I would have to pinch myself every day. I'd be sitting there writing notes in my cell office and and like, how did I get here? He okay. just he mm -hmm. just whammed me in there like I didn't go to school for yeah, I had right. one semester of school in oh. 17 years of sobriety. Wow, that, that's awesome, Alice. Thank you so much for your testimony. Uh, we're out of time uh, real quick. Um, 
Cora, how can people get in touch with you again? Um, it's I think he posted the website, didn't he? Yep, a cry in the darkness.com. Or you could email acidministries.33 at gmail.com or 5-3-429-6166. My line's always open. Anybody okay. want Okay. All right. Well, I might call you sometime and and uh, when I'm in despair and go. Well, that, I, I hope I never call you and tell you I went into a club and you know took my clothes off, but uh, my wife would kill me anyway. Right. Uh, <laughs> but listen, I appreciate the work you're doing, and so does everybody else. Um, mm -hmm. If you'll hang out and chat, I'm sure oh, yeah. people would love to to talk to you and pray for you and encourage you. Um, okay. Uh, God bless you. And God yep. bless everybody for being here. Folks, I love you guys. I appreciate y'all. Remember to join us. Uh, oh, remember to pray for us. Last Evangelist, episode two. We're, we're having a tough time. The demons are attacking. Pray that this episode gets made. We start shooting this weekend and we've been under attack. It's about the vaccine. We're exposing the truth about it. He does not want this stuff to come out. I'm telling you, pray for us. If you find it in your heart, we need uh, we need financial support, lastevangelist.com. All right. Love you guys. Stick around um, after this to the chat room. Remember, you never really loved. You found someone worth dying for. Amen. That's Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless.